Welcome to Solo 2.0, an empowerment podcast hosted by two sisters living in LA, making their way through the health and wellness world. I'm Ryan Birch. And I'm Jess Sukan. Each week, we're committed to bringing you conversations with risk-taking, resilient guests from diverse backgrounds, interviews with experts on controversial or misunderstood topics that will expand your perspective, and lively roundtable discussions with our mom, hormone health educator, Candace Birch. We're driven to provide the support and motivation needed to ignite growth, confidence, and purpose so you can step into that 2.0 version of you. We can't wait to dig into these conversations and hope you'll join us every week for a new episode. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Solo 2.0 podcast. I'm Jess, holistic health coach and founder of Body Blessed by Jess. And I'm Ryan, co-founder of Your Hormone Balance. So Jess and I are here today doing our last episode of the year. Uh, so crazy. Yeah. And last episode of the year after almost exactly a year of podcasting too. Little did we know what was to come. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. We really wanted to kind of look back at where we were when we started this. So it was October of 2019. Mm-hmm. I think it was the end of October. Um, and where we are now. Cause it's definitely the way we do things, what we've learned. It's so different from, we were like crazy people. When oh we started. my goodness. <laughs> so stressed I don't out. know what we were thinking. Uh, <laughs> it consumed our lives for something that doesn't make any money. It's <laughs> pretty ridiculous, but you have so much to learn. Oh my God. In the beginning. And we were just so excited. Yeah. We yeah. were, we were so excited and we just kind of so many ideas. Yeah. And, and we invited way too many podcast guests on in the beginning. And then we're like, oh no, we have like 15 episodes to release. Yeah. So we got to do like two a week. And, and when you're trying to do everything by yourself, you know, you don't realize how much goes into a podcast until you're, I mean, we knew some of it, but when, mm-hmm. once you're actually in it and you realize how time consuming it is, yeah. it is a lot. It, so. is, it is a lot. Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. learned a lot. And we also wanted to highlight some of our favorite moments or key learnings from some of our guests because we love all of our guests for sure. And I've learned something from every single one of them, but yeah. we each wanted to share what three lessons or something from... Yeah, like little tidbits that we took away, mm-hmm. nuggets, golden nuggets. Yeah. We'd also love to hear yours too. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. DM us or email us or any ideas for future guests. We have some really big guests coming in 2021 we're excited about mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about at the end of the episode as well we want to talk about I think some of our productivity hacks and health habits that have really worked for us this year that we wanted to share and some of our goals for 2021 as well yeah we're riffing a little bit so yeah this is we're just like, like what, are, what are we yeah what are we talking about this is just a hangout you're hanging out with us but yeah I mean I think it's so important for everybody to reflect on this year, every year we need to reflect and project for the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Rye has a great journaling prompt that we kind of went through in one of our episodes. That would actually be a really good one to go back to yeah. um, right now. And she's big into journaling. and But whatever way that you do it, even if it's just mentally reflecting, is really important. But this year... Oh my God has been such a whirlwind Mm -hmm. and obviously it has, I feel like it's been like the longest, shortest year. (laughs) Like it's been gone by so slow, but so fast at the same time. I feel like it's just gone by really fast. Yeah. But everybody's in such a uniquely different place. Of course. 
you know, I will say from the get-go, although this has been hard for everyone to varying degrees, we are definitely among the lucky ones that have been able to still move forward with our same job. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have kids at home. Um, we have support, you know, from family. So I, that's, I just, every day I try to be grateful and aware of how to help those who are struggling and God, like some of my closest friends and events that have <laughs> had it all go away. And yeah, I mean, people have literally lost it all and it's devastating. It's heartbreaking. It's crazy when you think too, like you look at the restaurant industry, the mm -hmm. service industry and my husband's a mixologist and you know, he was able to pivot and do virtual cocktail classes, which have taken off and have been really popular, especially during the holidays. But in the beginning, he was really panicking. And a lot of people that we know worked in the restaurant industry. And, you know, it's like you literally have no choice. Like everywhere is closed except for takeout. And they need very limited staff yeah. doing takeout. And if you're working doing takeout, you're making a minimal amount of money when a lot of servers and bartenders rely on tips. Yeah. And and it's like they feel completely stuck. And, and like, not having enough sort of stimulus or paycheck protection, that just being so up in the air is crazy. Mm -hmm. That should be the first thing that happened immediately. And, and for some reason, well, we know, we know the big reason, the big, mm. uh, orange Trump problem, again. but we, but I, I think what shocks me is, and Thomas told me this the other day that it's predicted that there's going to be a huge surge like in hospitality and in the economy when this is over. Yeah. Because those who can't afford obviously are going to be going out and spending that money. And that's, what's crazy about the restaurant industry. It's like never would it have had this kind of hit for any other reason. People don't, people need that community. And, well, and you know, we all know that these things, of course, but that's why it's honestly such a good industry to get into and such a good skill to have mm -hmm. like both Ryan and I were servers and hosts. And because even if you're in between jobs or maybe you don't have a job and that is your career path. I mean, I know plenty of career servers who have made great money and enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a skill that you can go back to no matter where you're at in life. Like, Oh, I'm starting a passion project or I'm not sure what I'm going to do, or I'm at, in college or whatever you can, get a serving job, but it's crazy that that opportunity is completely just gone. Yeah. And so many, so many, and so many other, other industries, yeah. yeah, which we all know. So it's just still coming to terms with it and coming to terms with how long it's going to be until we have a vaccine. Then there's, you know, the anti-vaxxer conversation and people that aren't comfortable with a vaccine and, Mm -hmm. and just so many fears, so many conspiracies, so much that's just <sighs> dividing us still. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see well, how, how we get into how long we have to go into 2021. But And I'm also just thinking about all of the homeless families and people on the streets and how cold it is. Ugh. And I mean, here in LA, it's even cold at night into the forties. But in other places around the country and the world, like all of these people sleeping on the streets and it's even more dire now mm -hmm. and not having as much access to food and resources. And I think that there's, you know, we really do have to be grateful because 
we can look around and we just even simply having a roof over our head and food to eat, but then on top of it, still having jobs like that yeah. is incredible. And it there's just, so many layers of suffering in different communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is true. Just reminding no matter how low you are looking around and reminding yourself how you can give back during these holiday times. Mm-hmm. Just you saying that just now it's like, Mom used to always around Christmas have us do good deeds and it isn't hard to put together something that you can drop off at a shelter, mm-hmm. uh, blankets, socks, things they need. So it's a good yeah. reminder. Yeah. I mean, even like if you love animals, so many of the shelters need help right now and, you know, dropping off toys and dog mm-hmm. beds and things like that. Um, and there's so many opportunities for safe volunteering as well. If you don't want to have any contact whatsoever, it's like there are websites like laworks.com is one where you can go on there. And even though it is LA centric, typically maybe you'd find volunteer opportunities just in LA, but now there's so many virtual ones. My friend was saying you can like take a, a Zumba class for charity with, um, with special needs kids Mm. and, and raise money for certain organizations and there's toy drives and there's all different types of things that you can do. I've seen like virtual marketplaces where all of the funding goes back to certain charities. Um, I think that there's just, there's many, many ways. If you just go online, you look up virtual volunteering opportunities and even just like giving back one of our, or we had the Courageous Wellness Podcast Girls on our podcast, and they hosted a virtual event this past Wednesday that was all about how to take care of your health and others during the holiday season. And then they had someone from the Westside Food Bank speak about food scarcity and the tickets cost, it was a donation-based, and all of it went back to the Westside Food Bank. So that was a cool way to you know learn something, but then also give back. Yeah, and especially while we're either at home with our families or at home, just whoever we're with or alone, that is, it it reminds me of our recent guest, Lindo Bacon, and Mm -hmm. how they were saying that it all comes down to community and connection, especially now in terms of not being depressed, not being lonely, being confident, developing healthy habits. It all comes down to staying in touch with community and others. And so if you are alone or if you're just with your family, you know, things like that, that are connection or community, but also giving back, it really just kills so many birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. And it's just easy, I think, during these times to kind of fall into hibernation, disappear from any one mode. Even just yesterday, I picked up some things from my friend's house who's moving. We distanced, like she just had stuff in her garage. And on my way to go see her, I was like, oh my God, I'm nervous. Because I, it's like the social interactions are down and it's so much easier just to be like, oh, I'm just not going to go, you know, or... Oh, I've totally gotten like nervous social jitters where I'm like, am I talking too much? And then I'm like, ooh, do it like, do I even have anything interesting to say? Or I don't know, also just kind of feeling disheveled half the time. Yeah. I think for me, it's just that anxiety, Bef- I don't use, I didn't before quarantine have anxiety going into any 
I mean, there's always a little bit, but going into social things now, it's like the more you're out of the practice, you just start to feel real more, way more nervous than you normally would Mm -hmm. and get in your head. And so, yeah, it can be easy to cancel things or not have that call with a friend. But then of course, every time you do it, you feel so much better. Yeah. Just today I went to the beach with my friend Jess and we did like a little beach cleanup and I have these like trash grabbers that I got online for like eight bucks, $9 actually. Um, don't want to lie to you guys. They were $9, <laughs> but we went to the beach and, um, we, we were going to do a walk anyway, like a social distance walk. And she was like, well, why don't we bring your trash grabbers and pick up trash like the whole mm-hmm. way. And it's so nice because you're already walking, you're already catching up yeah. and you're still getting in movement. And you see that there's so much, like when you really look down, there's so many cigarette butts, there's so much plastic and it's like, we enjoy the ocean so much and the beach so much. It's one of the reasons we love living in Southern California Mm -hmm. and you know, it's all of our beaches. Like it's our responsibility to take care of it and not just ourselves, not just to make sure that we pick up our own trash, but to kind of pick up the slack for other people too, who aren't doing it. And that's a way to create community. And we ran into a guy. I wish I could remember what he said the name of his company was. I wrote it in my phone. But um, they're doing a distance beach cleanup with like a very like low number of people. Mm -hmm. But there's still things like that that you can do Mm -hmm. that are really affordable or free. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's just such a great suggestion to keep in mind. And I haven't done anything like that. And I also don't want us to come off as like preach or anything. Cause I think too, it, just even getting through this time is freaking tough Yeah, for a lot of people in different situations too. So even just getting through it, keeping your head on straight, staying mentally sane, as healthy as you can be are all such accomplishments too. But I yeah. think I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's like, okay, I need to do something like that. Well, I will say, yes, we all need to get through this time, but we also need to prioritize our mental health and dig into gratitude and mm-hmm. think about how we can give back to others, even if we don't have a lot, because giving back to others feels really good yeah. and actually is a mood booster yeah. and it, it helps your men- with your mental yeah. health and confidence yeah. and that feeling that you have that you're like, oh my gosh, like yes, I have problems, but you know, other people have problems too. And it, it bonds you in a way. And I think it really is powerful and just being outside in nature and like breathing in the fresh air, like that's incredibly important for your mental health, getting vitamin D and you know, it's like, you don't have to go, if you don't live somewhere that has a beach, like just in our own neighborhood, we were walking around this week and we're like, we need to bring these trash grabbers into our neighborhood. There's Mm. like tons of trash all over. If you look, it's like so many of us are just walking on our phones or whatever. And we don't pay attention to what's on the ground. Mm -hmm. And if you start looking in your neighborhood, unless you live in like a super manicured neighborhood, there is a lot of trash. And that is a way to, you know, also give back to your own community. So that would kind of be, I know, I know it's hard sometimes just to even get out of bed, but well, I think it's funny because they, yeah, there's that difference between you don't want, you know, you don't want to feel like, oh, I know I have to do more. Like I'm not right. doing enough, you know, that's not the goal. So I like how you, you know, you don't, we don't want to make people feel like that, but I like how you just framed that. It's like, no, but it's going to make you feel really good. Exactly. It's for you yeah. too. For yeah. you and other people. And, mm-hmm. and I, and just, I'm just saying this 
to you, but also to our audience is the most thoughtful person I've ever met. So I always like, I see your stories and I think, see the things you're always doing to, to give back or be, you know, thoughtful about the community, thoughtful about your friends. And you set such a great example. So, um, I'm grateful for your thoughtfulness and it makes me always want to be a better person, but I don't know if I can ever be as good a person as you. Probably not. No, probably not. I also feel the same way about you. And I, I I think that you are a very, very thoughtful person and you care deeply about the world and about other people. Otherwise you wouldn't be so impassioned about politics and about all of the things going on. And, um, you know, just even, having conversations as we are reflecting on certain guests like Hannah Testa, mm-hmm. um, who she may be 18 at this point, but when we interviewed her, she is a 17 year old environmentalist and activist, um, fighting against climate change and for animal rights. And I remembered her saying, she said it wasn't her quote, but she did say, um, you know, it's just one plastic bottle said 8 billion people. Mm-hmm. And I posted it in my stories today after we did the beach cleanup because it really stuck with me. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes we feel like the things that we do can't make a difference. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like I don't have enough time or I can't like put my full heart into it or like, you know, I can only do this volunteer thing once every six months. And it's like, but that matters. Like that counts and that makes a difference. And that was one of the takeaways for me from her episode. Let's get right into the takeaways, I think. Because unfortunately, I have to go somewhere after this. And so we are going to have to stick, even though we are so... It is so hard for us to stick to a timeline. I'm kind of glad that you have a deadline. Yeah. 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 So let's just focus on our takeaways from some of these amazing guests we've had, because yeah, I think just that reminder from someone like Hannah Testa that, you know, most plastic can't be recycled. Um, so not buying it in the first place is the move, which is something I hadn't really thought about before. I was like, Oh, if something's got a recycling little logo on it, then I'm good. But really it's not actually, she said something like less than 1% is -hmm. recyclable. So you just need to stop buying plastic period. Not that that's super easy. Not that I've been perfect at all. Have so much more work to do in that realm, but it just, it's just that one little thing. And and like the stat that you said too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that stuck with me from that one as well. And it's cool to see her go on to be, she's got a book out. She's been, what was she recognized in the other day? Um, Oh, Oh my gosh, like a major publication. Yeah. I don't know. I'm blanking she was, on the name. I know I'm blanking on it too. I wanna I wanna say a name, but I don't want to get it wrong. I think but I, I know knew what it when is. we interviewed her, it was like and she was like, Oh gosh, this is my first interview. Uh, and she yet she was so great. And you just had in that moment, it's like, all right, you're 17 and you're about to do some major things and yeah. just blow up. And that's what we're seeing play out, which is pretty cool. She also did a TEDx talk, which mm-hmm. is like some people's like life dream. Oh, she was in people. Okay, that's what people's I was gonna say. 10 and I was like, girls I'm... changing the world in 2020. Like, okay. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like that is incredible. Um, yeah. yeah. And at 18, it gives, mm-hmm. I actually really do have chills right now. It's pretty cool to just 
I mean, we got an opportunity to talk to her before she probably wouldn't have said yes or, or replied to us. I feel like us. she's the sweetest, kindest person yeah. she probably would but have. She's, but I'm sure she's just slammed now, you mm-hmm. know? So that that's cool to look back and be like, oh, wow, what happened to her in the span of time since we've talked to her is a lot. Amazing. And yeah. in less than a year. And then really quick, one of the quotes that she said, I also posted this today from our episode was, by 2050, our oceans will contain more plastic than fish by mm-hmm. weight. Yeah. Which is just mind-boggling. Yep. Yeah. So we need to every day focus on our energy consumption, our carbon footprint, but also, yeah, really reducing plastic, mm-hmm. walking as much as possible. I think we're all collectively doing a better job of not driving. Yeah. That's that's a given. Go everyone. Yeah. We can rejoice with that and hopefully carry carry on some of the habits like I've been doing so much more walking since this period of time carry on those habits even after life returns to normal mm-hmm. um so I have so many takeaways from different guests but I'm just gonna kind of pinpoint a couple well actually I'll zero in on Denitha because I just want to be honest too in recapping our guests Denitha is all about financial wellness and we talked a lot about her money date and that's that practice of building into your week, this date with yourself to sit down and go through your finances and make it fun and, and kind of turn the whole being afraid of money talk into something that's approachable and something you look forward to. And I have loved that idea and I honestly have just never done it. Mm -hmm. And I hate that because I, I it's like one of those things where I just like, I can't, but I'm saying it now because I think, in making goals, the point is that you always revisit, like in, you have a goal, you want to achieve it. I recognize it hasn't happened, but I keep wanting to talk about it and write it down as a goal because eventually my habits will, I will get there. You can know, I, can I like be annoying and be like a little my coach, coach for a second? Yeah. I don't think Some... you know how not to. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's no, it's, true. A, it's a good, it's a good thing. I guess but. that's true. Well, something that I've been working with clients on that's that I actually kind of started to do for myself, but then I realized this is, this is really helpful is identifying the barriers to mm-hmm. why you're not able to accomplish something like a goal and then finding solutions to work your way around them. And it seems really simple, but it's pretty helpful. So like, what would you say is a barrier for you or a block? I think it's just not, um, just constantly choosing to work instead of do personal things right now. That's my thing, you know, for the mm-hmm. business. It's just like such crunch time that any extra time I have, I just don't want to give it any to anything else. Mm-hmm. So what would be a solution for that? I just keep needing to work on my sleep habits so that I can get up earlier and develop more of a routine in the morning versus just starting getting right into work. Cause I'm still waking up closer to nine Mm-hmm. And then starting work like at 930, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then I'm pretty much rushing through the rest of the or just like hitting the ground running through the rest of the day. Whereas I know if I could get up earlier and, and we talked about this, too, with Kelly Hogue on yeah. the podcast. And she talked about that, too, with with making that's how you make habits is identifying the barriers. But um, I think it, it it is like just every if it's five minutes earlier in the morning or I don't know, but I am in kind of a cycle right now where I feel like I can't get out of my 
oh, my like my ever flowing thoughts around the business at night. And then it's like I sleep in in the morning because otherwise I'm going to be dragging through the day. You know, do you feel like part of it might be that you just have to give yourself the end of the year to be like, I just need to get through this and Mm -hmm. it's been busy and we're, you know, putting up a new website and you've been working so hard. Or is there a way that you can like create some better boundaries for yourself, even like starting this week? I don't think I can get through anything, you know, and I kind of wanted to talk about this today on today's episode because I do feel like a bit of a hypocrite in that our business is your hormone balance and the advice that we're giving every day is, you know, health and hormone health tips for, you know, managing your stress, keeping your hormones balanced, all of these things. And I don't always do them, you know? And so, but, but the flip side is I don't think you're going to find any entrepreneur who is starting a business with a whole team under them and like a lot of money on the line who isn't going to go through a period of time where you're working a lot longer days and you're not getting as much mm-hmm. sleep. Absolutely. And all of our processes are changing new website. We I'm still answering all emails. I'm still doing so much myself though. I have a team. Um, it's a, it's a kind of a bare bones team and that everyone's time is don't need to go into it like into depth, but like just still trying to do everything on the cheap, yeah. but moving to a new system that will save so much time. But at this point I can't get around it. And, and, and that people can cut what I'm saying up a thousand ways and be like, yeah, of course you can. But I just feel like at this time in the business, I don't, I don't see how else I'm going to get through this period of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't see myself right now. And especially getting to the end of the year being like, I'm going to sit down and have like an hour money date instead of finishing this one thing. But I think that's, what's nice about a new year to be like, no, but Ryan, you need to prioritize this. Um, Well, and at this point too, it's like, or instead of spending that time with Thomas, mm -hmm. when you guys haven't gotten as much time lately because you have been so busy and I would understand prioritizing that hour that you have or that evening that you have with him. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I think the money date is an incredible tool. And I feel like with anything in life, habits ebb and flow and mm-hmm. things come into your life that really work for a period of time. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that they didn't, that they failed or it doesn't work for you at all. It's like, it might've worked for you for the time that you needed it to work for you. And then things change and maybe it didn't work for you for that stage of your life, but you can bring it back later. Or maybe you try something new that works better for the season of life that you're in. We go through all these different seasons and it just doesn't make sense to put the pressure on ourselves to be like, I need to be sleeping the same way, eating the same foods, doing the same workout routine as I was six months ago. Because even looking at this year, it's like, we see that that's not possible. Like we literally can't go to a gym. Mm -hmm. Like we literally can't have the same job opportunities that we had before. Like we don't have access to the same tools. We can't see a therapist in person. Like there's so many ways that our life has changed that have been out of our control and to put the same pressures on ourselves that we would have before. That's just not fair. Totally. We have to meet ourselves where we're at. Yeah. And that's kind of why I say just uh, like, okay, yeah, I'm bummed that I haven't fit in the money date or I haven't prioritized financial wellness as much this year, but I'm not beating myself up about it or, or wanting to like change everything right now because I, 
I know that the more I make it a goal, I will achieve it. You know, I think that's why I love journaling so much. And now that I'm in the thick of growing this business, I've gotten away from the weekly, every week checking in on my goals. Cause I'm kind of more in that season of action where it's just like, I'm just doing it. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple years there where I was, I was having to plot out my goals really, really specifically so that I could achieve them. And I think that's the best, one of the best ways to do it is every week it's like, okay, this is still a goal. I still haven't done it. That's okay. Move it back to the list. Even if it takes a year, Yes, you just keep, I I just know it's important to me. I'm not going to stress about the fact that I haven't gotten to it. Um, But I do think that fundamental healthy habits do need to remain most of the time. Like I wouldn't be cool if I was completely for myself. This is just for me. Mm -hmm. But like I try to have certain things that I do, like at least I'm eating healthy or getting in some forms of movement. That that's for me. We all have our baseline things that are kind of non-negotiables. And then other things we want to achieve are our goals and and we can get there as soon as we can. But Mm -hmm. we shouldn't like freak ourselves out thinking that we're not perfect. And it's like you can break those things up into really digestible smaller bits so that you're like, okay, so I literally don't have time to work out. Mm -hmm. Like I don't. I mean, I just met with a client, not met with, but talked to a client on the phone who her hours are 8.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. So she's like, tell me when I'm going to fit in a workout. Like, you know, when am I going to do this? And putting so much pressure on herself. And it's like there are little things that you can do. Like if movement makes you feel good and if it's for your mental health, if you really want to do it because you know that it's what you need, then it's like, you know, what are you doing from, you know, 7am to 8.30 when you work? And she was saying a lot of Instagram scrolling and it's Mm. just mindless and doesn't make her feel good. And so we just worked on having her switch that out 15 minutes of scrolling for a 15 minute brisk walk. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I can do that. Like I can switch those things. But in her mind, she's like, I just always feel like, oh, it doesn't count if it's not, if it's walking or it doesn't yeah. count, you know, it's like that counts because not yeah. only is that movement, but that's better for your mindset, you know, and your productivity and things like that. So it's not always that it's either you don't do it or you do, but maybe there's like a very modified version of it that you can do for right now so that you're at least a bit in the habit of it. Yeah. And then you can always add on later. Yeah. Even like little squats throughout the day when you have two minutes, but I was going to say too, I think it's like, okay, it's not sustainable for the rate that I, that I have been working. It's not sustainable forever. So just like with this client that you have that she works eight 30 to 10 30, that's not going to be sustainable forever too. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at like, I'm admitting, and I just fully will say right now, the business needs this to be successful because I don't want us to go under, you know, and yeah. that's what's at stake. So until we get to that place where we are solidly really growing at the rate we need to, I have to do this right now. But I I know, and that's why I'm working on shuffling around team, getting new help in certain places, bringing in Thomas to help me with financials. Like that will all allow me to create pockets of time that I can have for personal things like checking in with myself or other things I've let go that are bothering me are like check-ins with friends, you know, or people's birthdays I've missed. I have so many cards on my desk that I haven't sent. Like all of that stuff has gone out the window and that's not the life I want consistently. So something will have, you know, that's why I've got to just work on efficiency in the business and all of that because 
No, I couldn't just continue on this. And that's forever. why you're working on these things yes. because New you systems. don't want it to be this way and it can't be this way forever. Yeah. But like, but to your point, it's like you still have non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important for us to all have those non-negotiables and to give ourselves credit for those non-negotiables. Yeah. Because sometimes I think we adjust to what we do and then it's like, oh, it doesn't count. I already do that. Yeah. But it's like. No, every day that you get in a workout, that counts. Like every time that you choose to make water right now, she's drinking water. Look at her go. And, (laughs) and she has her cashew queso dip that I got her and her little nut pods and her kick-ass immune from wish garden here to take home. And those are all little wins, like things that you're adding into your routine. And Jess always gives me little presents when I come over. It's awesome. I love giving always little wellness things (laughs) that I love and help my life. Um, but yeah, you're right. And I think just even and giving ourselves breaks in weeks where I'm like, oh my God, I can't fit in workouts to your point about fitting in the walk or whatever. What I was going to say, one of my hacks for the year would be having really great hard or not hard workouts that are 15 minutes long, 20 mm-hmm. minutes long. Like we don't suggest tons of back-to-back high-intensity workouts every day if you want to maintain a healthy hormone balance. But if you're not getting any workouts at all and I um, am someone that likes, you know, some, you know, bursts of cardio, I guess. I don't even know why I'm saying that. I I mostly (laughs) just strength train, but I like to have, you know, at least like one day that's like a 20 minute that's kind of, it's nice because you get it over quickly, but it's also more intense and you're sweating. It makes you feel good. Yeah. You like the feeling, the like euphoric feeling, the high that you get afterwards. I like a tough workout. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think if, even if it's not tough, whatever it is, just having your go-tos for 20 minutes and having people that for me, it's been really helpful. Like when quarantine started, I was like, how the hell am I going to stay up with workouts? I'm not motivated. Our apartment's tiny, all of those things. But then I found some great people on Instagram and I've been seeing that more and more where it's a little carousel swipe and you've got these moves that you can just learn on the spot and do it in 20, 30 minutes. And then I just learned those moves and now I combine them into different routines myself. But just like find a couple of those people. Like for me, it was Danielle Pacente and Aubrey Winters. They had some really good ones, but I've seen lots of people. Well, and that's a great segue into one of our guests, Katie Dunlop of Love Sweat Fitness. As we reflect, it's kind of cool. Like we didn't plan it this way, but as we're talking, Mm -hmm. guests are popping up. Um, And she has actually become a good friend of mine since we recorded with her. Um, She's amazing. And she has this huge community that she essentially coaches like just from her Instagram and all of the guides that she puts out. But she has uh, the LSF app, which is I think like $7 a month. It's very affordable. And she has hundreds, I mean, gosh, who knows, maybe thousands of workouts at this point. And it's so cool because most of them, you need no equipment or like very little equipment. And like bands and like very simple things that she provides, like she sells them on her love, sweat, fitness. And they're everything that she does is like affordable and accessible and needs very little equipment, if any at all. And she has like the daily 10 every day, which is just 10 minutes. Mm. And she has workouts that are really, really short, a little bit longer, but it's just so everything is like, I feel like she's thought of everything. She's thought of everything. Her brand looks amazing. Even from the moment we, cause that was when we traveled to go work, interview her. Of course I didn't turn the recording on for the first 20 minutes, which was, is this recording on? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Good question. Well, now I know for sure you got to press the button twice, but yeah. it was funny that that was someone that that happened with. Cause she was the sweet. Now we know her, like, you know her better than I do, but she's just the sweetest person and would not, you know, yeah. she was like, Oh, I'm actually happy to redo what I said. You know, the best person for that to happen yes. to. But anyway, when we went down there, her walking into her offices and from just Instagram or her website, everything looks just, it's so clear what her brand is, but then beyond that, you know, and she's successful and that's why she has the awesome office and she's built it with her husband herself. And that's, what's so inspiring to me. But then also that it's not just that it's not just the wow factor. It's that like, she's meeting every need with her brand. So like, Mm -hmm. yes, she's thought of that. Okay. People need different links. People need different kinds of workouts. She's now come out with actual workout equipment. She's got journals for self love. Yeah. The most thoughtful prompts. Like she is, us all of us she's a 20 struggle planner now <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and she has that story of like yo-yo dieting and she's not yeah. about like super restrictive diets like i have her plans and they're so balanced like there's every macronutrient like it's the f- recipes are delicious she creates all the recipes herself and there's such variety like you're actually excited about cooking because they're so so good And she's realistic. She's like, yeah, I drink. I have cocktails. And like she posts about it. And she's like, yeah, I eat like breakfast burritos. And, you know, I think she. I love that. And I love like she posts that. Yeah, she drinks cocktails, things like that. It's I've had many cocktails with her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like we, you know, we have gotten together with our husbands and had drinks. And like, it's cool to see someone in health and wellness that's who's practicing what they preach who's like being who they truly are like when you are with her that's the person that she shows on her instagram stories Mm -hmm. to her community is exactly who she is in person Mm -hmm. which i feel like is sometimes kind of rare yeah like you'll see people's persona i guess on stories and then Mm -hmm. you like hang out with them and you're like you're not really like that yeah at all totally um and she's think of a few yeah, I can think of more than a few. <laughs> we won't roast anyone, yeah. but <laughs> that's not very nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's just truly who she is and she cares so, so much. She cried on our podcast because she's like, when she so talks passionate. about her community, she, yeah, she's so passionate about like the success stories and the women. And I think what's so cool too about when the pandemic hit, it's like, not that she would have had any idea something like this was going to happen, but her whole business model is like perfect for a time like this oh, yeah. because everything's from home yeah, and everything's affordable. And mm-hmm. it's like, she offers so many free live workouts and she did like a charity event. And I mean, there's just so many, that's why I think you guys are friends. Cause she's so thoughtful and you're so thoughtful. It's like, you're just thinking oh. of everyone and every detail and then meeting that need, which is so cool. And I did, I, I don't want to cut you off on Katie, but I did no. want to plug what you offer because just oh, as Katie offers all of these amazing programs and recipes and things that you follow. And I see you shout out her recipes and things. And I've screenshotted stuff that I want to try and someday when I cook again, I guess, um, <laughs> Give another goal, another goal. Um, but you too are always trying to figure out how you can service your clients and, you know, share the things that you've learned that have helped you in your journey. And with your recent, I just have to plug your, your sexy swaps and recipe guide that just came out. Um, you may, you. you know, if you haven't heard about it, Jess has this amazing guide filled with all of her favorite products for every kind of food group or beverage that you can think of. 
along with all of these beautiful recipes created by another guest, Live Hungry. Yeah. Um, that are easy to make, that are so nutritious. And, you know, I just wish people could, like, you have just changed my life so much in terms of helping me make healthy eating easy because I used to just feel, and I think probably most people feel this way. You feel so overwhelmed by the choices Mm -hmm. and by the brands and you try to read labels, but it's like, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't know if this is bad or good. And I saw that that influencer posted about this brand. So it seems healthy, but then there are a lot of ingredients. So it's like, you're just in this, you're just overwhelmed and you want someone to tell you. So I feel like I've been so lucky to have you in my life to be like, like today coming in and you've got these products sitting here for me to take home and I'm just taken care of. And you've always told me like, Oh, this brand is the one to go to this. Oh, you go. And then once you identify those brands that have their whole product line, you've approved. I'm like, okay, I don't even need to think about it. And I think that's how most people should operate. Don't overwhelm yourself with healthy eating. Just get with someone like Jess, buy their sexy swaps guide, go find the brands that she's suggesting and just buy their products. It's easy. Like there's great stuff. She's not going to give you anything that's bad, but I just feel like I've got, and and you're, it's like so cheap what you're offering it for, but I think that's the way to go with healthy eating. Well, I so appreciate that. And I'm just thinking as you're speaking that I should give a special code for anyone listening yes. to this episode. I'll write it down. What the what should I make the code? Just do solo, just solo two, podcast. Just solo two no podcast. I don't think I can do a two point. So okay. I'll do solo podcast. Solo podcast. Solo podcast. And I'll give such a good gift too. For yeah. anybody that's just trying to like really working on that goal constantly of eating healthier, you know, cooking more nutritious recipes. It's the perfect thing. I mean, I love it. Last too. minute Christmas gift. Yeah, it's a good Christmas gift. Um, you can use the code Solo Podcast, and I'll give it to you for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Twenty dollars. It's normally thirty four. So I don't know. I just came up with that number, but I'm like, if you're listening <laughs> and you want it, um, that's Solo a great podcast deal. for twenty bucks. It really is a good gift. It's an ebook, and what's cool is that all of the products are linkable. So if you serve, so for example, there's like breakfast items and it will be like, if you love pancakes, like here's like whip it up quick. So like things that you can literally take out of a box and like add a couple things or like make it yourself, like a little bit more time consuming or, um, or there's like cocktails. So there's mocktails and there's cocktails, there's ingredients by my husband, Josh, or not ingredients, recipes. Um, but like the snack section has like sweet snacks, savory snacks, snacks that are quick snacks that are like, maybe you have to like prep a tiny bit and so thoughtful, any of the products and brands it links. And that's why I like having it as an ebook. I had some people hope that it was a physical book and I would love that too, but I just it wouldn't really make sense because I want all of the products to be clickable mm-hmm. so that you can literally just go to their website. And what I say is that most websites, brand websites, you sign up for their newsletter and you get a great discount. But yeah. I also have included a bunch of exclusive discounts that the brands created for me. And I have like a shopping list and a budgeting list too, so that you can write down, okay, these are the sexy swaps I want to try this week. And like, here's how much money I have to spend. Yeah. So I'm helping you because maybe you get overwhelmed looking at all of the amazing suggestions and you're like, I want to try everything, but pick a few things that you want to try and budget it. And, you know, so many of these brands are reasonably priced, but we all want to be conscientious. And, but a lot of these things like the dips and stuff, like I use the dip for tacos and then I'll use the dip for like carrots and dip. And then I'll Mm -hmm. use the dip for like my 
breakfast thing. Like there's multiple uses for many of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I really do feel spoiled because I don't, I don't really think about my diet anymore. It's just, I know what to buy. I've got my go-to brands. I know what I love. Um, and that's, that's the key is knowing the go-tos, knowing, you know, if you're having a hard time getting off junk food or getting off like tons of carbs, you know, Mm -hmm. too many, and you have a a goal for yourself, you want to feel better then those swaps, those, you know, a, a great spaghetti squash recipe or a great cauliflower pizza that actually tastes really great is going to be your path to losing a little weight if you need to lose weight or feeling better, you know, not having so much. That's the other thing about a lot of your products and like lives recipes too, uh, or that it's, it's also just for gut health and for overall Mm -hmm. energy boost, you know, taking out the dairy, taking out, not always all of, not always everything is free of everything, but when you do reduce the sugar and you reduce the gluten and you reduce the dairy, usually you just, you immediately feel better. Well, and I even say in, in the start of it that this isn't like, you're, it's not a guide where everything's gluten-free. It's not mm-hmm. a guide where everything's dairy-free. It's not a carb-free guide. It's not a sugar-free guide. There are items that have sugar. There are items that have all of those things. Because we don't want to go down the, the path of obsession. That's the whole thing. And like in the beginning, I share the five things that I did to break free from restrictive dieting. And one of the things was finding sexy swaps because you put so much pressure on yourself to be like, I have to be sugar-free or I have to be gluten-free. And then it creates the cycle of dieting because you can never be perfect because it's impossible to be perfect if you want to live life Mm -hmm. and enjoy and be social and, and food is emotional and it is enjoyable. And sometimes cauliflower pizza isn't going to cut it when you want a real pizza. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that we find these swaps for the cravings that we have so that when we go out to our favorite Italian restaurant, we have the real damn pasta. Like, mm-hmm. but when we're it's cooking at home, like why not make the swap that tastes and that I call them sexy because they're supposed to be delicious. It's not supposed to feel like a compromise. It's not supposed to feel like, uh, I have to eat this thing instead. Yeah. I also think the other key to feeling like you have a healthy diet is le- yeah. Learning. And that's so much of the recipes and the, um, tips that you're giving it's just learning how to make vegetables taste great. And I just mm-hmm. used to always eat them so bland. And of course I never wanted to eat them because yeah. I dreaded it. But Thomas is such a good cook. He uses just a little bit of oil and the right seasonings and everything is always delicious. And it's primarily vegetables and protein, you know, and mm-hmm. last night we had pesto pasta and we always have little treat meals, you know, and our new thing has been like getting a fresh baguette on the weekend and like our whole weekend plans are like around this baguette. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> The other night we had a toast tasting where we had like six rounds of toast, but it was like our Friday night or Saturday night. It's like, this is awesome. Like it doesn't feel like something you should do for dinner, but it was great. Um, had more than that too, but that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's just like these little things you look forward to, but that's the thing when you're eating healthy 80, 85% of the time, we like the 80, 20 rule. Mm -hmm. Um, then that's, it's, I get so excited, like a little kid for those treat meals. And I don't even view them as treat meals anymore. Cause I just feel like I intuitively have a sense of like, I've been eating really healthy. Like, Ooh, let's have like a little, you know, it's just that 80, 20. It's the difference between you white knuckling it through the week and 
Mm-hmm. on all of these restrictive foods and being on a diet and being like, can't wait for the weekend. Can't wait for the weekend. Oh my God, I'm craving bread like crazy. I want cheese. I want all these things. And then you're just like binging on it. It's like throughout the week, you're already enjoying the healthy foods that you're eating because they're seasoned well, or there's great oils, or you have your sexy swaps to incorporate. And then you're just excited. Once you yeah. get to the weekend, you're like, awesome. I get this. Yeah. And it's not like a binge restrict mentality. It's a very like healthy place to be. And yeah. it's, I've always admired you and how balanced I feel that you have been for much of your life. And, you know, I sometimes would resent you for it when I was going through like the most restrictive periods of my life and I just couldn't figure out how to eat for my body. Yeah. And you just always seem to have a grasp on like not dieting and just not restricting yourself of any food group. And, you know, there's been times where you've like beat yourself up a little bit when you're like, oh, I went overboard or I drank too much or I shouldn't have done that. But like for Mm -hmm. the most part, I feel like you do have a healthy mindset around food and around living life and having experiences and then also incorporating like these healthy foods that do make you feel good, getting to the root of gut imbalances, like making sure movement is a priority, but never having it be so black and white. Yeah. And I do think that's just, I, I'm always, I always feel so grateful that I haven't had some kind of trauma or moment that has like that. That's a lucky thing too. You know, like Mm -hmm. I, I, we all have these things that when things develop, like sometimes I think because you were a lot older when we moved to from England to the U.S., you were immediately like brought into the popular group, and guys were giving you attention. And like, I think you had to worry more about what people thought. what people thought and like looking good. Whereas like I was so young that like I just made I was always weird and dorky. I had my buck teeth, and I just it was never even really an <laughs> option to like to to think about those things because I wasn't getting any attention from boys, you know? And so I think these little things happen in our lives where we just develop these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky that I haven't had to develop that, like, or nothing happened that made me develop an obsessed or like a binge restrict situation. I've definitely beaten myself up, but I think one of the key things has been that I never start the next day, like starving myself. You know, I always am which so is, hungry again mm-hmm. that I, I wish I, I've always thought like, I wish I could, which is not but a healthy you mindset. You don't wish And that. what I've learned through your journey and what you counsel people on is do not ever do like, do not do that. Don't you've mm-hmm. overdone it. Then eat the same breakfast the next day. Like continue on because mm-hmm. it sets up that binge and restrict cycle. If you've just overdone it the night before and now you're not going to eat all day, guess what? You're going to be starving. And then yeah. guess what's going to happen again? It's going to happen again. You just got to pick up, you know, the next day and continue on and move away from the, and I think I am happy to say today I'm, I used to have it kind of like the off the wagon mentality too, where like, Oh, I'm like, I've already drank a lot or whatever. So like the next, not even like there was never any like restriction. It was more like a longer binge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but now I kind of, one, I've just realized like the best feeling in the world, if you have too much to drink or if you, if you're hungover, like the next day is to and I can credit this to Thomas, like he'll make a salad and it's like, Oh God, you know, I wanted something really terrible and junk food, Yeah. but you just, just eating this lettuce reminds me that like, <laughs> I need to prioritize healthy habits. I don't need to just go down like this rabbit hole. But also like, don't like Thomas isn't making a piece of lettuce. Like he's making a delicious <laughs> salad. Like don't, you know, it, and when you are eating that healthy food that makes you feel good after yeah. 
like maybe a crazy weekend or traveling or whatever, like make sure that salad is damn good. Like don't go and eat like a salad that has no dressing and like a couple of tomatoes and a piece of chicken. And it's not just a salad we're eating. It's like the starter is a salad and then we're having a a normal meal, you know, or we order Chipotle or we order something that's not great, but there's something in that day that feels healthy. So usually it's prioritizing a walk or it's, Mm -hmm. if it's not the salad, it's a walk. It's some healthy thing that can just remind you of what it feels like to be healthy Mm -hmm. and that you still want to go down that path and you don't want to go down the other path where you feel like shit and you just are like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to keep eating terribly and not work out for days on end because I'm already whatever. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like after Halloween, I was hungover and it was like daylight savings time. And I felt like I was so off for like three weeks after that and just tired and whatever. I mean, it was so hard. And the next day I was just like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go for my walk. I don't want to like... I feel like that's really rare for you. Yeah. And it was, that's why I felt, I was like, uh, I feel like my serotonin levels are down. I just like, didn't feel great. And I just didn't want to get out of bed and I didn't eat healthy that day. Like we ordered takeout for both meals and ate a lot and it was like delicious and everything. But the one thing that I did was I went for, I was like, I'm going to force myself to go get my favorite chai latte. And that's like a mile walk there and back. And just doing that, I remember that day, I was like, ah, I did something. Yeah. Like I feel accomplished yeah. and it's okay. Now I get to go crawl back in my cave and keep, keep watching movies. And yeah. because I don't do that a lot, it's like, I also need to remind myself that that's okay. Yes. Like give myself permission to be like, it's okay sometimes to have a hangover day and to mm-hmm. eat shitty food and to not feel good. But again, it's not starting over on Monday. You're just going to move forward or yeah. like you're going to inject something like I did the walk. Something like, that feels good. Yeah. yeah. Like drink more water that day. Drink electrolytes. I don't want to come across like I am perfect on my hungover days because I definitely have more than you and I definitely am more of a POS a lot of the time. But what I am learning is, yes, those little things that are movement or make you f- make the serotonin levels go up is mm-hmm. is just like, okay, Great. Cause on the other hand, it's like, why do we, why do we do this to ourselves? Well, I also want to make a point and I don't know how you felt right. Because I feel like me being a health coach, so much of my feed is like other people in my wellness worlds, like mm-hmm. health coaches and, yeah, and trainers and all this stuff and spirituality coaches. But I wonder how it is for a consumer, like my clients or for you or for someone who's like majority of your feed is not the same as mine. Yeah. And I feel like something that I've noticed is like, I'll post a meal of like, oh, I had this for lunch. And then I post it and I'm like, ah, it's kind of annoying because they don't see that I also had like a side of crackers and dip like an hour after that, you Mm -hmm. know, or like I had a, a drink with it or I had like dessert or whatever it is. And I feel like so much of the time people compare themselves to what coaches or models or whatever are eating, like what they appear to be eating. And it's like, you don't see everything. Like you don't, that's like a very small snippet of their day. And either on one end you could be like, Oh damn, she's tiny. And she eats like a huge meal. And it's like, yeah, but she could be intermittent fasting or starving herself the other hours or like, Oh, she eats tiny. Like I, I need to eat less. And it's like, yeah, but maybe she didn't post the dessert she had after or the snacks that she had in between, or like, you don't see how much they're working out. And it's, Oh my God. Instagram is not real life. It's just not. And it's like, you have to 
you have to know going into these accounts, even mine, like I try to be as authentic and real as I yeah. can, but I can't post everything that I'm doing. You, you are know? though. You really are. You practice what you preach. I mean, you rarely are off the wagon. <laughs> like, like if you want anyone, like it, the realist health coach, like you really have it down. You really have healthy habits down. And so, but to your point where you're saying, I don't think you should obsess about like, do you need to make a comment about every single thing you had? Well, because no. I just assume when I see things, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I screenshot it. But I'm, but you're right. I mean, that's the problem with Instagram. It, not just food, someone's life, someone's snippet of whatever makes you feel less than because you didn't do it that way. So it's just the overall comparison trap. Yeah. Even when it comes to like, oh man, like I right now look like a freaking scrub and I'm really grossed out by myself actually today. I really need, no, I am. I am. I need to shave my legs. I just, my hair is greasy. I feel gross. I know the feeling. Um, And then you're going on Instagram and seeing people with like perfectly made up faces with like matching aloe yoga sets, (laughs) like doing their live. And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) Oh yeah. There's a lot of that. That's why I really have not been on Instagram at all. Um, or, or posting. I, I, and I've talked about this a lot, but I just don't have to now I'm focused on, you know, the content for what your hormone balance is a lot. And I've been way too involved than I need to, I, you know, that's another, it's your baby. Well, that's just another thing where we're short staffed. So I've had to be a lot more involved in, I was a journalist, you know, I'm a writer, so I've taken on writing a lot of stuff. You've helped a lot too, but you know, until we can pay a copywriter to take over some of that writing, it's like, she's also a perfectionist. Yeah. But you know, hormone health is not like an easy thing to pass off to some assistant to do. And I have assistants that help me with stuff, but that's just one thing where it's like, oh my God, this is not something I want to spend this much time on, but I end up having to spend too much time seven days a week. So it's like, there's a lot of time spent on the business side. And then with our podcast side, I do, I have, you have helped so much more in like posting stories. I just can't stay on top of it all. I really can't. No, and it's you like, can't. I've wanted to post memories from, or like little like quarantine diary moments on my personal. Cause there's been so much that's happened in my life. Like mm-hmm. Thomas and I bought a house. Thomas and I spent the last six months of our, t- in our tiny apartment that we'd been in for eight years and doing just funny things during quarantine to escape and just mm-hmm. getting creative and hikes and like workouts in the weirdest places. And, <laughs> you know, there's stuff I want to share. I haven't shared much about my life. I can't ever get, I, I never have time to sit or I, I'm not making time to sit down and post an album because it takes so freaking long. It takes so I can't long. handle social media. But, but I do want to go back and say, I'm like, oh, she's a perfectionist. I didn't mean that to be like a job. It, it's why everything looks and is doing like going in the direction that it is like you are killing it and I am not a perfectionist and I am the type I have been this way since I was a kid to be like it's 10 o'clock I'm going to bed I can't stay up and I'm back in school again for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition going to the hormone health course and I was studying last night and I was even getting anxiety because I'm like, it's eight o'clock and I'm studying till nine and that is just <laughs> too late for me. My brain is not functioning at the optimal levels. Like I was, I was like reverting back. I was thinking about it to like high school and college. And I was like, I don't care if I get this module done. I'm just going to bed. <laughs> and like, Rye, you would have been up making sure that it was done. Oh, I haven't. Speaking of like, I have been up till midnight or one majority exactly of Exactly my point. In the last three weeks from Cyber Monday and Black Friday. And that is not something I am proud of, but it's something that I'm like, I, I literally, I can't. Yeah, that was the I kind of thing where like. You, how to get it all done. You really kind of had to do that. But mm-hmm. 
at the same time, like I, I am just always in awe of how there'll be all these rounds of revisions and you don't just settle for anything. Sometimes I should, <laughs> sometimes I should, but yes, I, 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 perfectionism is another thing I need to work on goals for 2021. Um, I definitely want to get a therapist just to talk through some, I think it's just, we should all talk to somebody, but I there are certain agree. things where I'm like, why do I need to just can't just, yeah, get things done faster. Like you don't need to hang everything up, but. Well, I mean, I do think that perfectionism is not achievable. Mm -hmm. Like nobody can be perfect to anything. I never think anything is perfect. And that's the thing is yeah. like, you're always striving never to good get enough. to that place that's not possible to get to for anybody. Like nobody can be perfect to anything, but you get pretty damn close. And, oh, uh, that's nice. Well, it's true. I never, that's the thing. I never feel like it is, but like, I see you as, sorry guys, you're having to see, oh, God. hear this cheesy thing moment, but like, <laughs> I see you as so impressive. Like, I'm just like blown away by how much you do and how you just keep moving forward. And you care so much about this business and about mom and about me and like wanting everybody to flourish and taking into consideration everybody's needs. And like, I can only imagine, like I kind of do work for you in the sense that I, um, I do part-time work for YHB and Rye directs me and gives me my projects <laughs> and like, obviously you're my sister. So it's very easy to work together, mm -hmm. but I would love to work for you as an employee, like the, the people that do work for you because you're so fair and understanding, but also like, you're not going to tell somebody the work is done if it's not, mm -hmm. but you're also going to communicate it to them in a very, I guess, stern, but also extremely like understanding and kind way, which I think is a hard like skill to have. It's not, being, I think it's rare. Just being direct, but also, yeah. Still though, I think in terms of lessons, I do try to be really understanding with my team and really um, also honest and direct, but that is something I'm working on too. I think I've worked with, have let certain relationships and business go on for way too long. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, Oh, well they're just, they're going through this, but it's like, it's not, they're not doing their job properly and it's impacting. Why am I now having to work late into the night? Cause this person isn't doing mm -hmm. the job that they were supposed to, but I'm giving them so much extra. Leeway. And that's where it circles back to you being a really understanding, caring person because you care so much about people and you want them to be happy and treated fairly and you don't want someone to lose their job. Yeah. But it's true. It's like, we all have to have boundaries because we're growing a business here and yeah. it's important. And yeah, it's hard to cut people loose or, you know, have that frank conversation, but you've, you've definitely got to. And, um, I think that's a big goal of mine moving into 2021 is, um, yeah, just not letting situations go too long, um, that mm -hmm. aren't, you know, um, aren't ideal. And in friendships too, or, you know, this applies to so many things. If something's not feeling good or a relationship is not right or, it's just having that, <laughs> sorry, press just grunted. She having did. that conversation sooner is always going to, you know, either it hurts, but it needed to happen anyway, mm -hmm. or it immediately helps. Either way, in the end, it's better than just continuing on in a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And dragging it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like this is a bit of a stretch of a segue, but I think it applies because we're trying to like reflect on certain episodes. Yeah. Um, 
when we... I think I only have like 10, 15 minutes oh, okay, left. Oh, yeah. Sounds yeah. good. That's good. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like we have to mention Bianca, Bianca's episode of Safe Space and the fact that we had her on in January or no, December of last year. So it's been a full year since we had her on to talk about the importance of having tough conversations with people about racism and about bias and inclusion and all of these things. And I think the reason why I'm bringing it to this episode is that you mentioned like having these hard conversations and back then, even a year ago, that was her message was like, yeah, it's uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but these conversations need to be had, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's our, it's our duty and Mm -hmm. we have to get uncomfortable in order to move through certain things. And that's where the growth happens. Mm -hmm. And that's where change happens. And we all, I think inherently know that, but yet we resist, you know, Mm -hmm. we resist the things that can be most beneficial because it isn't easy in the moment. It can be awkward. It can be uncomfortable. It can be terrifying, but it's short term pain for long term gain really. Mm -hmm. And I've always just try to focus that on things that are difficult or just like ripping the bandaid off. It is going to hurt or sting for a minute. Um, but in the, in the long term, you're going to be so much better for it. And I think an alternative way of life without maybe, I don't know if you wanted to go into the racism conversation, but I think we do have other guests we want to talk about too. Yeah. No, I was just making sort yeah. of like an overall yeah. takeaway from that episode, which was about a year ago now. And, yeah. And this has kind of been, the theme of this year is mm-hmm. like having hard conversations. Totally. Yeah. And, and even, and I've shared it briefly, but I had a hard conversation with a friend related to comments that I found offensive related to racism mm-hmm. that didn't go well. And so it doesn't always go well, mm-hmm. but the conversation needed to be had. I don't regret it. And the outcome is just what it needed to be. You know, exactly. I needed to see, her colors or how it, how it went was something I needed to see, um, in order to move forward or not move forward in our friendship. And so have your integrity and yeah. stand for what you believe is right and what you won't tolerate as a friend. Yeah. But it, it's not like, I feel like this year has had that theme because it's not just, I mean, racism has been a huge, huge one, but also like the conversation around masks and mm. social distancing and your comfort levels with that. Like some mm-hmm. people are just like willy nilly having like events and posting about it, like mm-hmm. hanging out with 20 people or like straight up saying that they like my neighbor doesn't think COVID is like a thing. And you know, ha- okay. Like I just saw on the street the other day, it was like uh, the number he's saying the numbers are manipulated. And I was like, my best friend is a nurse. Like, yeah. Oh, she tells no, me what's happening. The, in the nurses year. are lying, lying about the numbers. Everyone's and I'm like, lying. my best friend would not lie to me. Like I hear from her, her struggles, her sadness, her, I mean, her fear, like that's real. I, yeah. I, well, and this is another huge issue in 2020 is the rise of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And I will say right now, something that's been really bothering me is how many white women in wellness and spirituality that are coming out saying, you know, now is not a time to be against one another or pointing fingers. Like we just need to look inward and like do the best that we can in this world. Okay. There are good lessons in that. We should all be very much looking inward and trying to be the best person that we can. But I think that we should absolutely stand up against issues like those who are spreading racist ideals, Mm -hmm. like our president or his following, such as the proud boys, we should be vehemently opposed to people 
in language like that. And mm-hmm. I don't think that it's helpful to be like, let's agree to disagree. I don't agree there with that at all. There are topics happening right now that we should not be sweeping under the rug, that we should be having conversations with our friends and family about. And if we disagree, then let's get into the tough conversations around, oh, you don't think racism is a problem right now in America, or you don't think that Trump's policies have been racist, or he's been inciting a race war, or any of these things. Well, let's talk through why you don't care about what's happening or like, let's just have the hard conversation mm-hmm. instead of ignoring it and being like, Oh, I know that that person doesn't agree with me. So I'm just going to let it go because it's just about, we just need to be focused on ourselves. I just so disagree with that. I, I do too. I do too. I mean, what is activism? Activism. How uh, does anything get done? How if do you yeah. don't take a stand? If you don't have an opinion Yeah, and you know, it's, that's just not helpful to be like, I mean, there's certain situations where it's like, Okay, agree to disagree, but those yes, are like lighthearted things and sometimes that needs to happen. But but yeah, I mean, this year especially with like the elections and people feeling like, "Oh, you know, I have a following. I shouldn't I shouldn't post a political opinion. I don't want to lose followers or mm-hmm. I don't want to like lose money for my business." And you know, I even had those thoughts at one point, like, should I be sharing so openly how I feel? Well, because you lost like hundreds of followers. So yeah. it's like, you see that people, and ultimately I don't give a shit. It's like, goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Like, I don't need you here. If, mm-hmm. if what I'm saying, which is not putting anybody down, it's literally just saying like focusing on anti-racism work is very yeah. important. Yeah. Voting out a racist, bigot, <laughs> orange man is very important. Like, and I'm sorry, like it just is. I think history will show just as history showed Nixon was a terrible man or segregation was terrible. And you see the photos of all the white people screaming as the little Ruby, I can't remember her last name was going into class to be the first Mm -hmm. black girl to go to school with white children. There are all of these white people screaming and holding signs. And those photos are famous of their anger and their hatred. And they should be ashamed and are, you know, are shamed in, in that way by people looking back at history and being like, how could you be so evil? But now when I see, I see a form of that today with people rallying around somebody who has spread evil through our country and has normalized racism. He wants to, he wants a dictatorship Yeah, and it's, and he, he kind of in a way got that with some people, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, they're treating him like God's gift to earth. And it's like, but this, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how you can support somebody, especially women. Mm. And I mean, we won't go into it, but I mean, yeah. Well, I just wanted to say like, uh, we should, I, I, I can't be the kind of person. We shouldn't be the kind of person that can't have Republican friends or, you know, friends that have different beliefs. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, I think history will show that this man was a bad man and that he caused a lot of harm and turmoil and division. And it's, I think important for those of us that recognize that to not be afraid of continuing to stand against that mm-hmm. and, and not just being like, well, I know some of my friends still supported him. Okay. Well, I'm not going to be silent about my complete disgust. He's been him. an extremely damaging person for this country. And, and, and to make the point too, that just because you're Republican doesn't mean you're a Trump supporter. There's a lot of Republicans oh, who all. are, 
completely against anything that Trump stands for. And so it's almost like he's created this a, is a, new, a third party. Like he, Oh, he has. Yeah. It's, it's almost like totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think that, um, that's the thing. I wish we could go back to like disagreeing about Bush, you know, oh, or gosh, me too. Romney. Bring it's back like, Bush. I don't <laughs> like that. Just that kidding. just pales in comparison to what we're dealing with now. And, and we will be able to move on and go back to a normal presidency and hopefully after after Biden have another normal kind of presidency where we're not living on the daily in this state of anxiety. And that's what I'm grateful for coming to the end of this 2020, hopefully returning to a more n- normal state of government where not everything is fake news and we do trust our media or we do trust our scientists and we do trust facts. Um, I think that's really, really important. And it's really been scary that we've been moving away from that for so long and into the land of conspiracy theories. And if we can focus, too, on one, no matter what side you're on, recognizing that this moment in history for women and women of color to have representation in the White House, depending regardless of who you voted for, like just as a woman mm-hmm. to, or as a woman of color to just acknowledge that, to be like, wow, that is amazing. Look at, you know, look at what we can do and, and the impact what is on possible little girls everywhere to look up and to be like, Oh my gosh, there's someone that looks like me. And yeah. I mean, I'm getting chills talking about it mm-hmm. because it's so, so impactful. And um, and she is qualified. That's the other thing. You know, you hear she's that. She's like, qualified. Oh, and she's not qualified. You know, it's just, it's disgusting the places people go. I understand we all have our sides, but yes, of course, it's an incredible accomplishment. Just rallying around that as yeah. women and being like, hey, girl, like we have plenty, I have plenty of friends who completely disagree probably with much of my opinions and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And I think that that creates interesting conversations. Yeah. And, um, but I think what I will say lastly on, on politics is like, it doesn't always have to be like, these issues aren't necessarily political, like climate change shouldn't be political. No, like that's the thing. Human rights shouldn't be political. Yeah. Anti-racism shouldn't be political. Like these homelessness, all of these things that yeah. matter so much for our world and for keeping people safe and feeling appreciated and having opportunities, like yeah. opportunities. You don't understand that there's so many communities out there that literally don't have the opportunity to go to school to get a job or someone who has like a minor misdemeanor because of the way that the prison system is set up can never get a job in society again. Is that their fault yeah. that they revert back to selling drugs because they literally have no other like opportunities yeah. and we judge them for it. And it's like, hello, this is what's wrong. Like, mm-hmm. and that is not, I mean, politics go into making change happen, but like, I'm not, it's not like a mean thing to be like, Oh, I believe in this. This is, this is humanity. That's what's so mind boggling about this period of time. And maybe we should just do a part two of this conversation because we had so much more, but you know, I, I, this is a monumental thing that's happened since we've last done a solo episode that Trump has been voted out that Biden, although of course we're still having to go through this circus of legitimacy around the election Um, but you know, this is major that this has happened. And I do feel like because this is our normal, like we're all, we've, we've normalized who Trump is. We've normalized the stuff he pulls, the things he says, the division he creates. And so I think a lot of people, they don't like to say his name. It's been talked about too much and they don't want to disagree with their friends. It's been talked about too much. 
But I do think it's important to continue standing up for these things that shouldn't be left or right. They're just human rights Mm -hmm. issues. And we've somehow along the way gotten, I think some people, those who are saying, oh, you know, we can't point fingers at each other and say right or wrong. Well, I think we absolutely can about these basic human fundamental things we should all be on the same page about. And it should never be okay for a new trend to be that we're trending away from supporting our people. And when you, and a lot of times these opinions too come from just honing in on ourselves and what impacts us, but you have to think greater than that. Like when you're talking about taxing and it's like the poorest people get taxed the most and get audited the most. And that a lot of times is because wealthy people like Trump, it's too complicated to go through their tax returns. There's too much to look at. And so it's easier to target the poor people. And so they're the ones that continuously get targeted and continuously have to pay back taxes. And it's just not fair. And like, maybe you, that doesn't impact you directly, but like, we have to think outside of ourselves. Yeah, we do. We do. And that's the thing. I think we're in this world, you and I, especially you, because you're a health coach, we're in the health and wellness world. And when life is normal out in LA, we'd go to events and you're around these, the same kind of people. And it's, it's awesome to value health and wellness and personal development, but there is a a dark side to it where we care too much about ourselves and we're too obsessed with our habits. Obviously we've spent a lot of this episode talking about health habits, talking about ourselves, but that's not end all be all. We need to focus on self-love. We need to focus on, you know, bettering ourselves, of course, but it can't just stop there. Like Mm -hmm. we have to actively do things to give back or empower others or, you know, there, there is a lot that we can do. And it, it, I I just worry seeing some of the messages coming out of the wellness community and spiritual, not not to like put people down because I'm sure a lot of you follow people that have amazing lessons, but sometimes I think like that's okay. That quote sounds good, but what's on the other side Mm -hmm. when you're saying like, no one should challenge you. You know, when I see a quote, like, no one should challenge you. You know, you should be comfortable in your oneness and confident in your own beliefs. Like that sounds nice when you're like, yeah, I, I don't want people to pick me apart or, um, I want to be comfortable in who I am. But then on the flip side of that, when it's like, oh, so you're, you're racist and you don't want anyone to question you. Mm -hmm you know, there's just always two sides to look at things. And I think sometimes certain ideals are getting, and that's why we're seeing a rise in conspiracy theories, especially in the wellness spiritual community, Mm -hmm. because certain things are being ideologies are being hidden within quotes about self and growth and, um, that I think actually have a dangerous side. And, and that's something where I brought up a great point a couple months ago where she was like, I would love to have somebody come on and uncover some of these conspiracy theories like QAnon. Um, and the dangers around and them. And the dangers around them and make people really aware that, you know, there's actually been a lot of spirit people in the spirituality, the yogi space that mm-hmm. have been called out online. Lifestyle influencers too. Lifestyle influencers, fashion. fashion um, someone lot. that I actually have a connection with. I was found out like as a QAnon supporter and it's, it's crazy. And, and we're like willy nilly liking these posts. I said willy nilly a couple times. <laughs> we're liking these posts and a lot of times we're just scrolling, but we're not realizing the impact mm-hmm. Um, or what the intention is behind or what the true messaging is. So yeah. I think Ryan, I would love to have someone, if you guys 
have any suggestions for a really great person to come on and talk about conspiracy theories, let us know. Yeah, that's something I've become really passionate about because I've done my own investigative reporting into it and I might have explained what I just said really poorly, but what I've found is there's certain language used. Um, It's like this underground, you know, sort of ideology that's growing and um, they use certain phrases and push certain kind of, yeah, ideologies that are becoming more mainstream without people understanding what is at the root of, of these ideologies. It might sound great and you might feel maybe you liked it and you connect with it, but yeah. Oh, what's what they're really talking about here is something that's so not based in truth evidence and is really, really, really harmful to our overall communities, country, because it's not going to help us get anything done. It's going to further divide us and create villains in all the wrong places because it's not based on fact. So anyway, that would be something that I would love to talk about more in depth. Um, but actually I have to go. Yeah. And so we should wrap this up. Um, maybe we will do a part two. That would be great. Um, on our road trip. Yeah. I mean, one last thing I did want to say is like, I think as we pointed out, like honing in on these human rights issues, like we, you know, there's pillars of that and we can talk about that and go into that in in depth. And I think that that's, if you look back on our episodes this past year and two months, you'll see that that's kind of a theme of like, we talk about climate change. Like we talk about healthy eating habits. We talk about racism. We talk about body love. We talk about self-love. You know, we talk about someone who has overcome something extremely challenging in their life to do something great. And that's what we want to continue to do. It's diverse Mm -hmm. perspectives and opinions. And we may not agree with every single one of them, but that's Mm -hmm. the idea is that we need to be having these conversations and to be opening our mind. Yeah. And do I do everything perfectly when it comes to like what I should be doing to slow or to lower my carbon footprint? No. Like do we do, follow the advice of every single guest? Obviously not. Like we're no. human. We're all taking it in and we're taking some of it and, you know, relieving some of it. And that's just the whole goal of continuing to show up and listen to podcasts to with the goal of learning or, you know, to continue to check in with yourself or any of these things that we are, that we are doing on the daily. It's just, it's just one foot in front of the other trying to learn and grow, but not putting too much pressure on ourselves, but being inspired by these activists and Mm -hmm. these change makers. And, you know, as we're saying this too, it's like, Oh, could we have people on that? We disagree, like we really disagree with like a QAnon person. I don't want to give a mic to anybody that's spreading dangerous ideals. And I believe right now we've got a lot of that happening in our, in our world. And I don't think it's productive to, to have someone on like that. Sure. We could talk to someone who's like fiscally conservative. We could have conversations with people that, you know, like a Republican that definitely views like social programs differently than Democrats do. Mm -hmm. That is more of a productive conversation that I don't think is dangerous, but I do think that giving voice and allowing for certain people to spout conspiracy theories or dangerous ideas is, is something we all need to look out for and not something we're going to do here. Yeah. And I think it's cool. Like some of the guests that we've had on, like, do I follow the diet that they do? No, but like I've taken a pearl of wisdom Mm -hmm. from them and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like I don't do keto, but like there's, 
things that Dr. Drocker said that I was like, damn, that's really awesome. Like I'm not on the plant-based diet, but there's things that the married to health couple said that Mm -hmm. were like game changing, you know? And it's like, if you can take these little pearls of wisdom, these little nuggets and apply them in ways that work for you, then that's amazing. Like I think that I I don't have the best memory when it comes to, but, but like, I always pull something and that's what I, I just remind myself, like, I don't have enough space in my brain. None of us do to like remember all of everything and like to pressure ourselves to try to remember everything. So it's just too much. Yeah. So if there's like one little thing that you take away from each one of our episodes, like congratulate yourself for that. Cause that's one thing that you did for yourself or that you learned or that you tried to apply. And, and that's what it's all about. It's like small little movements forward every day, showing up for yourself, like expanding your mind. Yep. Expanding your mind. Yep. Showing up for yourself. When these times are tough, just being like, what can I, what little victories can I celebrate? Like, even if there feels like there's nothing, like what's something that I'm proud of myself for, even if it's the tiniest thing, like drinking water, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and we, we do recognize that it's really hard for a lot of you guys out there. And the holidays can be really, really tough, especially for people that can't be with their loved ones. So just sending love to all of you and just sending so much love. I hope, um, I I feel like I was rambling a lot of today, so I hope it made sense, but me too. No, not at all. But I, I, that, that, that's what it is. Let's just be less alone. Let's continue showing up for ourselves, but also connecting with others and always thinking how we can give back in some small way or connect with someone who needs it most. Even if it's your friends, family that are more alone, Mm -hmm. showing up with text calls, sending a hand written card, a gift, whatever we can do. There are small ways or the trash pickup, anything like that. I think that's what our podcast, why we started it. It's about personal growth, but also figuring out how to, how to make an impact. Mm -hmm. And it can be a small, small impact in the world, but Mm -hmm. it's all of those things. So hopefully it's coming across. Yeah. And, and we, we we're so excited for all that 2021 holds, you know, it's not the panacea. It's not like 2021 is going to be like, Oh, it's 2021. Everything's great. But, but it is that nice sort of like fresh start in a way, I guess. And, and I'm not really about, um, resolutions at all, but, um, you know, whatever, whatever resonates with you to set intentions or reflections. Yeah. I think goal setting is always good. Super helpful, but yeah. let us know if you have any ideas for guests that you want us to have on. Um, know that we're here as a source of support for you, so please yeah. do reach out. Um, we love to connect, and, and the DMs going, oh, mean sorry. everything. Yes, the DMs mean everything, and uh, we're going on a road trip here. Instead of flying home because our mom is high risk, we're going to drive 15 hours back to Oregon. So we'll probably just take this recorder on the road with us and. Um, maybe, maybe do some more recording. Yeah. Maybe not. Um, we'll see, but this will either be our last episode or it won't. You'll figure it out (laughs) when you see it. Um, but we are going to be on the road brainstorming who we could have next. And I think my biggest takeaway from this year of podcasting too, is like, we started out with our ideas of who we wanted and kind of what we wanted our audience to learn. And now I'm trying to shift into what, what the mind of, of all of you, what do you want to mm-hmm. hear? And so continuing with the mission of helping you grow as we're growing too, um, and inspiring you to make an impact in the world, but also like what's really helpful for you right now and not just something we're pushing on mm-hmm. you um, that feels 
overwhelming. So that's our goal. If you have ideas for topics, guests, please let us know. We always want to improve. And it always helps for us. It always helps us grow. If you would take a moment to leave us a review, um, a nice review if possible. And you know, that's, that's really the way that podcasts grow and you reach more people and that's, that's what we want. So that would be the best gift Yes, 2020. If you could leave us a review, if you've been listening and you've been enjoying and you haven't left one yet, we would, we would love that so much, but I have to run. So we love you all and have a wonderful rest of the year. If we don't hear from you, you will, we'll be coming back with a big guest, um, to start 2021. Jess is so excited. Yes. Uh, yes. We'll talk more about it later. Okay. Okay. So bye. bye.